This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, my talkers, it is sunny and 80 degrees out there. We're hanging out with Lori and Julia in the final stretch of the show. And we've got some really cool Joan Collins stuff to talk about, right, you guys? Oh, I was so, I'm so excited. I was so happy to see Joan this Collins awesome. sit down with the entertainment tonight. Um, she is, Oh, I'm so excited. She has her 17th book out, and she was on the talk today. I DVR'd it. Of course, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I was like, oh, finally, they're getting a good guest. Joan Collins has her 17th book out? Yes. She's written a lot of memoirs. Wow. I know it. She's written a lot. She's 88 years old. Wow. And her sister looks amazing. Her sister maybe, you know, helped her with some of her books, but this book is called My Unapologetic Diaries. And, um, she's got stories. She has stories for days. Like one of her stories is Warren Beatty. When he proposed to her, he hid her engagement ring in a bowl of chopped liver. Gross. Well, I'd say no. She likes chopped liver, apparently, and, uh, you know, it had special meaning to them. I would not want my <laughs> engagement ring in a bowl of chopped Icky. liver. A Brunschweiger. Oh, God. So, Gross. So, but those two dated, you know, I mean, she's yes. 88 years old. She, um, of course, uh, what she does explain, she, I think she explains how... It is that she's been able to do so many books, but she did recordings when she would come home from parties and events, and she had a little tape recorder, and she would just tape record her drunken thoughts, basically, about little oh things God, that went on. Idea. Isn't that a great idea? Yeah, a dictaphone. Uh, yeah. A drunkaphone. Which you could make your phone, you know, the voice memo <laughs> yes. or whatever. But yeah, yes. she... So here she is. Of course, she always gets asked about uh, Dynasty and mm-hmm. um, have you had a chance to watch any of the Dynasty on the CW? Right. I haven't watched it, Lori. I have mm-hmm. not done that. All right. Well, Sorry. Dame Judy Collins, here she is talking with Entertainment Tonight about her. Um, she had a lot of physical fights with Linda Evans on Dynasty. Everybody was good looking. Everybody was well-dressed. Everybody had such problems. Betrayal. Big hair. And the best 80s cat fight. Dame Joan is dishing all about Dynasty in one of TV's biggest rivalries, Alexis versus Crystal. Let's talk about Linda Evans for a second. Do you remember the pond scene? Did you do several takes? We did several takes, but then when Linda went to hit me like that, and the director said cut, he didn't say cut early enough, and she did connect a little bit oh boy. with my chin. So that's not acting. 
That's when you see that bit. But she also, before we didn't have this part of the interview, but she said, Linda always wanted to do her own stunts. You know, she was in that How Green Was My Valley or whatever. She was a yes, horse rider. Yes, yes, yes. And Gene Kelly told Joan Collins when she came to Hollywood, whatever you do, don't do your own stunts. A, you're putting a stunt person out of work and you could really hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Just don't do That's it. That's interesting. Yeah. So she said, so I was of the school. No, I don't do my own stunts. Linda Evans was of the school. Oh, yeah, we do all of our own stunts. Got it. And so they basically said they had, she just, she said it before. They had a frosty relationship. <laughs> they did. And remember, they did that play that we never went to, which we should have because we had an opportunity. Yeah. To see them both in L.A. Yeah. And they came together, but. Yeah, they they were on and off. Yeah, they were on and off. And then here Mm -hmm. she is talking about, because one of the things that happened with, you know, Dynasty, you know, back in the day was that, um, you know, Joan Collins, I think, was like maybe 48 or 49 or whatever when she did that. But uh, fighting to get paid the same as John Forsythe. Forsythe. Yes. Who was a dink to them. Yeah. Joan was also at odds with Dynasty's leading man, John Forsythe. Before the ninth season, she finally negotiated a salary to match his. I'm in my dressing room rather pleased that I'm going to do 20 episodes. One of the producers comes in. He said, Joan, you're only going to be in 10 episodes. Mm. I said, what? He said, no. He said, we can't afford you. And I thought, what a stab in the back. Because yeah, it, re- not, yeah. it really, it really was. You know, yeah. her screen time was cut in half. That's how they were going to get get right. around paying her whatever it was. And then, um, and then we'll just play this last clip real, real fast about. At eighty eight about- years old, Joan is still strong and unfiltered. At 88 years old, Joan is still strong and unfiltered as ever, and she's featured in a new documentary streaming now on BritBox. It's called. This is Joan Collins, how original. And everybody who sees it loves it. She also released her 17th book, My Unapologetic Diaries. These diaries were never intended to be printed. These were diaries that I talked into in my little tape recorder that I don't think exists anymore after the last day of Dynasty. They were unapologetic because I didn't care what I I said. And sometimes I'd come back from an event and I'd be a little bit drunk somehow, sometimes, and I would say things and I didn't have to apologize for them because it was just me writing to myself. So that's what I all, hear it. all of this, oh, yeah, yeah, all of Juicy. this is. And um, of course, um, you know, last night at Craig's, Julia, who shows up at our favorite place, not Joan Collins, but Nicola Sheridan, who played oh. Alexis Carrington in the reboot of Dynasty, on the CW. And quit because she said she had to take care of her mom who was sick. I think her mom was dying. I, yeah. And uh, Nicholas Sheridan, how did she look, Lori, in the pictures? Well, you know what? Um, I I got to tell you, I, I guess I didn't expect to see Nicholas Sheridan wearing a black wrap dress with no bra. And, of course, when oh. you photograph black, you can see right through it. So it's a good way to be nipple-esque without being showy like wearing white but she had on um she had on you know fishnet tights like that were the color of her skin and i'm not a fan of toes and sandals and fishnets i well you know those here's something though the fishnet um tights are also known as um 
control top pantyhose. I know, but but to me, a wrap dress with no bra and then light, light fishnet tights with pretty sandals. I don't know. I'm not a... I loved her sunglasses. I loved her hair. I loved everything about it. I love... I thought, I wonder if she and Joan Collins have talked about playing Alexis. You know, if they've talked about that. I hope so. I'm so glad. First of all, I'm just so happy you said her name. Nicola? We have not seen her for a while. No, I know. So she she was was at Craig's. She was treated poorly by Mark Cherry on Desperate Housewives. Yes, she was. And I don't know what happened over on Dynasty, but, um, you know, we know Joan Collins likes... She lives right in the neighborhood. She likes that restaurant. She likes the restaurant at the Beverly Terrace. We've seen her there. Um, Maybe it was a night she was taping a little story. I feel like her hair... Her wig was a bit askew. It was <laughs> it was windy though. No, we were inside the I know, little restaurant. I know we were, Lori. I'm just teasing. I was just giving her a benefit yeah. of the doubt. But uh, her wig was askewed. It you was. Know who showed up on a on the Bosch reboot? If I'm just going back to Knox Landing yeah. because Nicolet Sheridan oh, was on William that. Oh, William Devane. Yes. Yes. I was so happy. I, I, you know, I'm so happy when these older people are doing shows and they hire their friends. I always loved it's, William Devane. He was Ross, he's a great so patriarch sexy. kind of figure. And yes, he, sexy. He and Paige. Yes, they had the hot romance. Yes, they did. And he was well her senior. Yes, he was. I always thought Paige was the coolest name. I mean, he, yeah. He's still alive and kicking. It was so fun to see him on Bosch. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I I hope um, that, you know, he shows up on other shows because I have to say so, I, the same thing. I was delighted to see him. Yeah. That he's, he's in this so arc. handsome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder how old he is. Maybe 78? You well, think I'm, he's like 20 years here. older than Nicola Sheridan was? I've got it right Because she's 58. He is 82. 82. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Nicolette looks great. I love her glasses. I just was perplexed by the fishnet. I'm not a fan of fishnet tights with sandals because your toes poke out, poke out through all those little fishnet Boy, holes. you're so it's, funny. It's very uncomfortable. I've spent a couple <laughs> nights of my life in fishnets, fishnets going out dancing, and I can still feel the indentations. <laughs> it's so Grant, uncomfortable. Grant. We, I mean, like, you think of the pantyhose things we've gone through oh, and my the gosh. shoe things, the shoe drama and yeah. all the different stages you go through as a woman in your life. Yeah, that's with right. With your feet and your pat, your hosiery. Yeah, it your hosiery. Thing. I like it. No, it was a thing. Yeah. Your foundation. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, we, I used to spend, you know, you'd spend like six bucks a day on Hanes. Pearl was the color I, I liked. You liked Pearl? Pantyhose every yeah. day. Oh, yeah, I remember my, I mean, my mom had a big pantyhose drawer. It was all yes. pantyhose, and that's where she liked to hide everything. I know you're listening, Mom. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hi, Victoria. Yeah. All right, listen, Ooh, we got to go. It's, Vicky, time, yeah. it's time for the, yeah. the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Graham, what are we cooking in the dirt pile today? All right, well, let's start out with this one. that We were talking about Harry Styles and his um, gracing the cover of Better Homes and Gardens. That's right. Which is just Thank you for posting that, too, of Harry standing on the fence post. He is so versatile, this man. I mean, he is, and not only is he versatile, he's an inspiration to, he should be an inspiration to everybody because in that... Um, a magazine article about mm-hmm. him. He talked about his mental health and how he seeked out 
a therapist and that prior to his whole life, he'd always thought that if he had seeked out a therapist, it wasn't it was not not necessarily manly, but he didn't want to people to think that he needed it and that he was, you know, it meant that you were broken if you were in therapy. But once he actually started going to therapy, it made him feel more alive. It changed his life for the better. He said that he is now less fearful of tackling the mental health obstacles that battled him forever. And as a person who. As a young man in this world who is afraid to always tell people that I need to talk to somebody, yeah. reading this article, you guys, made me like, inspired me to go, I need to go talk to somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I, I no, just, it's true. I really like how he's setting the boundaries, not, not setting boundaries, but eliminating all boundaries. You know? What, he really, he really is taking away a lot of typical man mm-hmm. stereotypes in his dressing, in his way of looking at the world, and mm-hmm. his sharing his personal struggles and what he's doing. He, there, I think this he can do no wrong. I know it. Plus, yeah. according to Laurie, he's got a very big toe. He oh, he's just everything. <laughs> and I know the meaning of a lot of his tattoos. Remember, I I kept that story oh, yeah, for the longest time. The, the, yes, the play by the play of his uh, the tattoo tour. the tattoos. Yes, mm-hmm. but yeah. therapy will make you a better person. And I of for course. sure yes. Well, I'm, I know, but a lot of guys don't. And that's the thing. Talk about that or yes. bring it up, or it's not anything that's going to come up. It's not a you can't break another guy's balls over therapy. Exactly. That's but that's it's yeah. hard for us to bring it up. So when yeah. I saw this story, I was like, I just love that he's getting it out there. Yeah, like we said, breaking all these standards that mm-hmm. were always there before, and just after thinking that you go for therapy because there's something wrong, wrong. with you. Yeah, it's, there might not kind of more the manly. May thinking you're a broken person that you need therapy. Mm-hmm. That's a very macho real feeling yeah. that's out there. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. I'm happy that he is... I mean, we just love Harry Styles yeah, here. And he's do. He's doing a great job there. This was just uh, came to my attention. Jennifer Aniston, you guys. Now, she was the first guest ever on Ellen's show back in 2003 when the program began. Oh, is she going to kiss her ass on the way out, too? Oh, my <laughs> God. No, 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 no. That is the best Hollywood oh, speak yeah. to that there is. Stop she it. will be the last guest on yeah. her talk show 19 years after she was the first Well, guest. you know what? I will say, I taped Ellen yesterday because she had Diane Keaton on and Diane oh, Keaton fun. is one of her favorite guests and she's been on once a year since Ellen started and it was it saddened me a little bit to look at the clips of Ellen from 10 years ago 20 years ago 15 years ago and the Ellen who's sitting in that chair right now that is it shows you why you should never overstay Something that you no longer love doing. When something isn't fun anymore or you don't love doing it and it's like the entertainment world. It shows. It shows. That's a great point. And so I think Ellen is really relying on these like long time people who've become friends. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And maybe they seem like they're friends, but Diane Keaton was just, you know, she's a glass of champagne every time. Yes. Oh, she's and it so was delightful. De- it was delightful to watch that, but that made me feel like, wow, you can... Ellen really is, like, she just doesn't even... She just looks so different, and to me, there was a, a kind of a lightness that she had that she just doesn't have anymore. It just feels like that show is such a chore. Yeah. It's almost over. It's almost over. Well, she's already taped it. Yes. She's done. You're right. You're right. She's it's already, already done. done and everything, but they just pretend that all of this is live and everything. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. You know, they're getting us to talk about it now, so a free commercial Yeah, I think there. next Friday is the last. It's the end of the sweeps for May. Yes, next Friday. So. Yep. But yeah, she's long done and over taping, but I'll be watching... To see some of her long time, you know, because yeah. I like Diane well, Keenan. She's having every. She's I like got great guests. Yeah, and some people she has better chemistry with than others. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. Diane Keaton retrospective of all their appearances <laughs> together was just delightful, and she had a guy come out dressed like Diane Keaton after a Goodwill run, big fluffy oh, skirt, funny. a big huge belt. <laughs> she uh, so she's still yeah she's. He, yeah. She has fun. Yeah. A little bit there. But all right. Well, now this one is very interesting to me because I haven't heard this guy's name in a while. Kevin Spacey has been brought up recently by all people of Tina Fey. Was oh, is talk- this the Netflix is a joke? The yes. festival? Yes. Is that where this came from? Yeah. So this is from that. The Tina Fey and Amy Pooler were on together and they were playing a game called In Conversation. It's a panel where they are asked random questions and one of the questions was asked, who is the most famous person who ever hit on you? Well, Faye revealed that Kevin Spacey Back when they were working on SNL together and he was hosting the show, took a real run at her and tried to wow. you know, woo her a little bit. Yeah, so very kind of funny. She said that one time when, I was, when he was hosting SNL at an after party, it was late and Kevin Spacey tried to hit on me. And she said, I was like, who is this for? Who is this little performance for? She said that to his face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You are not doing well when somebody thinks you're giving a performance. Who is this performance oh. for? So that's kind of funny. But um, And then Pooler went on to say that the biggest person to hit on her was Amy, Amy Pooler. Yeah, she said that uh, John McCain once hit on her. <laughs> so, wow. Really? Yeah, that's kind of funny, right? Yeah, I could totally... Yeah. Yeah. So, I could, uh, yeah. Again, this was on Netflix as a joke, the festival. It was just they kind of sat down and mm-hmm. talked to them and let them spitfire some few things. But um, this just kind of came in earlier today. Uh, Black China spoke about the Kardashians' uh, trial and with her and, and, and Rob Kardashian. And right now she said that the judge was biased and hostile towards her. Oh, please. Yeah. She thinks that she the, just won't stop. No, she won't. You're right. She thinks the deck was stacked against her in her finance legal battle with the Kardashians. Well, that may be true. And, uh, and she accuses the judge of harboring an extreme bias. Now, according to new legal documents obtained by TMZ, China is accusing the judge, and his name is Greg Weed, but that's besides the point, of showing an undeniable, hostile, extreme biased attitude against her and her attorney claiming that the judge's bias worked against her, specifically in regards to the jury's, the judge's jury instructions, China thinks led to the eventual verdict. I want to say her lawyer set up this interview so that the lawyer can get paid for the last round that she just had in court, because there's nothing here, nothing to see here moving along now. Right, why does she keep talking about it? Uh, listen, because by her she, own admission, she doesn't, she doesn't have a job. She doesn't have money. I mean, her kids get child support. She's just kind of a mess. 
Yeah, she's definitely. And she got in a fight with someone, didn't she, last week? Yes, too? like I said, she's a mess. Yeah. Yep. Well, this just to end this one up real quick. This was a fun one. Bobby Moynihan. Do you guys remember him from oh, Moynihan? SNL. Yeah. SNL. Well, he mm-hmm. was. Uh, he did a lot of impressions of Danny DeVito back in the day, and Danny DeVito played a little prank on him. They were at an after party after SNL, and Moynihan was walking around with his two buddies from high school after doing a little bit of a fun play on Danny DeVito's. You know, a lot of his different characters from Taxi and whatnot. And Danny DeVito surprised him, grabbed him by the shirt, pulled him over, and said, "So you like making fun of me, do you, buddy? Huh?" And like kind of intimidated him a little little bit made him stand back a second but in the end he was kidding with him but uh kind of a fun story. i love danny devito right just kind of see how oh yeah you know it, it, when you i was heartbroken broken when he broke up with his wife when they broke up he and ria yeah. yeah yeah they both sound sad about it when they do interviews they're like yeah we yeah. could have stuck it out oh really one was yeah that's yeah. sad yeah. yeah they were together for a long time too yeah they were yeah all right well that's thanks, your Grant. yeah thanks guys uh, I'm going to give everyone the duh of the day. Please uh, join Twitter on the hashtag Jesse Williams. The laughs are plentiful. Oh, yes. The memes are hysterical. <laughs> and the scene where Jesse Williams is Jackson Avery about to bed Meredith Gray. It's kind of an iconic scene for the Grays people and Meredith's shock expression. We now know why because of Jesse Williams. Yeah, it's just oh, funny, Lori. It is Twitter is doing what it does best, and I mean, I you got to run to Twitter just to yep. check just it out. To check out Jesse Williams today. That is the duh of the day, and I cannot believe that they're that he's on stage taking a shower in all of his bounty. I guess the, the whole play is like there's a lot of naked men. Well. You know, it's not naked yeah. man singing, but it's a more of a play. A play. naked man acting. Yeah. Okay. I do again, know Jesse guys, Williams got his child support reduced because he doesn't get paid as much as Broadway as TV. He should ask oh, for a raise. That's a good point. Because he's he's <laughs> no longer on Grey's Anatomy. No, that's right. Um, we've been corrected again, people. Oh, what? Oh, what did this I do is wrong? A study of duh. No, well, Rhea Perlman and Danny DeVito actually never got divorced. Oh, they never did. But they don't live together anymore. Right. But thank you, um, Kimber. I just love how people correct us. So Yeah, we got correspondence all over the place. Listen, you are giving them them correction, like praise. Credit. Yeah, praise. This is Kimber. Yeah. Kimber, thank you. I you know. Yeah, I'm really impressed by it. So they sent us, she sent us the article. It also shows you how distracted you are with your own radio show that you're spending more time reading emails while we're on the air than actually being on the air. That is the the study of duh that's happening right here. Okay, Julia, because you're not even present right now. You're more busy... Being COVID bored and forgetting. <sighs> Are you reading Jesse Williams on Twitter? Or is that where I I've was lost just your trying time? to find the picture, sweetie? No, stop and pay attention now. Okay. Okay. Here is a real study of duh. It was published in um, Personality and Individual Differences, something I've subscribed to since I was a psychology major in college, Julia. Okay. Just so you know the credibility of this journal. But once again, and this happens every five years. Somebody decides they're going to do their um, 
study on, you know, high heels and the perceived attractiveness of women. And yes, once again, once again, when you show people pictures of women in high heels versus flats and you ask them to rate the level of attractiveness, guess what? The ladies in high heels rate as more attractive this is duh. a duh, duh. Yeah. yeah i mean but they do it all they do this study quite often it's amazing i wonder if they ever did this like men in their shoes no you know, because there's a shoe a man looks more attractive in than another well i love I mean, a buck i love a buck at the kentucky Der- derby i love a good italian loafer with no sock and the right kind of pant you right. know what I mean? Yes, yes it's very love. sexy. Uh, yes, if you mm-hmm. showed a guy in his thick white Velcro tennis shoe versus <laughs> the guy who's got in a an nice, Italian, beautiful leather. Italian loafer, loafer yes. with a great, with no socks, with no yeah. sock, yes. tassel or no tassel, tassel, no, oh. you no know, tassel. I, no I would take it either way. Yes, oh, anything man. over the the, the, the tassel, Velcro. Tassels make noise though when you walk. Oh man, those yeah. are classic in the nineties. So. Yeah. so I mean, it is. This is, but but they like to do it, and they you know previous research has found. Okay, one reason why men like a high heel is because in other studies that they've done, when they show a woman walking away, if this is a heterosexual study, walking away in flats versus high heels, the arousal level is higher because, of course, you do sway and undulate and you have... Uh, now you undulate, Lori. You do not undulate in a high heel. You just sway. Okay, but you have a pelvic tilt, and some people will <laughs> deliberately undulate if they have are. You've been having sex this week. D- yeah, <laughs> if they're not a dating toddler, yes, you will walk in an exaggerated way. No, you don't want to walk like a giraffe that's just been born. Okay, we've seen that. That's never when the, you see somebody and they're like a colt in their new legs and it's a young woman and she's like Stop not it. able to walk in it. That's why yeah. your mom will recommend or an auntie practice that at home. You know, practice at home before the prom. Want to walk in your shoes, but... Oh, no kidding. And prom is this weekend big time. Yeah, this weekend and last weekend. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah. you know what is nice is I think now... Uh, uh, like younger women, they don't feel the pressure to wear a high heel. They no. might in their peer group, but like there's so many more options for that. Like I don't wedges know. and yeah. lower heel sandals that are still good looking that you don't have to kill your toes in. Yeah, we really oh think of the shoe pain. Oh my gosh, I do have a pair of uh, wedge sandals on today, and I have to say it feels felt pretty good to have my toes be free. Oh, Lori, isn't it? I've been wearing sandals at home. It's yeah. nice to have them free. Yeah, and out of the boots and out of the sweaters and everything. Okay, so that's a study of duh. Another of study of duh, but I'm glad, you know, that they're they're doing doing the you know, the the info on this, but um Popular kids, if you've got a popular kid, you better be on the lookout for the fact this kid might be disruptive and aggressive. Is that a kid? Yes. Disruptive, definitely. I don't know about aggressive, but... uh, 
Yeah. Being popular and having friends aren't one and the same. Popular means everyone knows you, but they not might not consider you a buddy. Mm-hmm. Some children oh. prefer popularity over lots of friends, like being an adolescent or a teenager. You'd rather be popular than have a bunch of friends. And they did well, this. I feel like social media is part of that too. Well, too you know, you want you want likes, you don't want the friend. You don't care. You just want the likes. Right. You know what I mean? They just, this is a study just saying that uh, it it was a group of kids, diverse collection of students living in Florida, ages 8 to 12. And, uh, yeah, apparently because uh, they do want the likes or whatever, they're going to be more disruptive and uh, aggressive if popularity is what they're seeking. So maybe that's a good idea when your mom or dad says, no, you're too young to have Instagram and TikTok at eight. Yeah, I would say. Right? Way we're talking to North. We're talking to North right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Whoever we're talking to. I okay. think she's listening. Here's uh, one last study. Well, this will go right hand in hand. This I got from the Cyber Psychology Behavior and Networking Guide, which I got to okay. admit is not a favorite. <laughs> but Julia, this yes. this they this was eighteen to seventy two was the age group for this study. Avoiding yeah. social media for just one week significantly boosts your well being. So the new prescription from your doctor might be get off social media, take a week off. Oh, Lori, any parent can say, "Of course, this is a da." Right. But it's significant how much better people feel. And this is, they looked at people who spend, they figure like seven hours a day, 18 to 72. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they just said it's improved mood and much less anxiety. Lori, this is just a da. I know. That is so da. I mean, there's, you're, Personalities but, change. They but become just less aggressive. Start giving that as a prescription. Right, Get out, take fantastic. a take a break from social media for twenty four hours. If you can't do it for a week, tell one of your friends who I did tell one of my friends who was consumed with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard last week. I was said, it you? No, it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't really? me. It wasn't me, but I said, you're, I'm glad you're having there's a week off. You're getting consumed. You're reading too much. Right. You're this is affecting you need you. a break. You need a break. Anyway. Wow, people did deep dive into that though, Lori. Oh. And us included. Yes, of course. And there's no winners. There will be no, no. winners Mm-mm. on either side for this at all. And it'll be Mm-mm. much discussed and everything and I just hope that nobody appeals it after it's all over. But there's there's no winners, there's no lessons to be learned, except don't be a middle-aged man who falls for your co-star, who pretends no, she doesn't know who you are. Don't, for right. the love of God, just have that don't be a six-weeker. She knows you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, listen, we'll be right back. Tuesday, I love that jam. It's so good. Isn't it a good it's one? so good. Who you is guys. it again? That's a Ness. A Ness. A-N-E-E-S. A-N-E-E-S. A N E E S and the song is called Sun and Moon. It is. Mm-hmm. It was when we played it last week. It was at like 
3,000 views, and now it's up to 4 million. Yeah. It's crazy. Is this the TikTok guy you yeah. were telling us about? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I absolutely and love And then our other thing. song we love is Alexa, the one who won the America Song Contest, yes, and Wonderland. That's Wonderland, and that is posted to our website along with the Psy song that you also gave us. That, that, that. That, that. that. So that, all... That. Actually, you know what? And I'll throw this in this one on there for This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Too, so you guys can check it out. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. And Julia, you know, when I was talking about uh, the true crime story at the top of the four o'clock hour, and I was referring <laughs> to the mob museum, I love, um, I did see your, this is Debbie, this is Debbie, Debbie knowing this, but we, we probably stayed at the Tropicana 10 years ago. It was, it was at least 10 years ago. And it was when the mob museum was first opening and the Tropicana had remodeled and I do I do remember that the mob museum uh, moved because like maybe four years ago Kurt and Stephanie and Casey and I were in Vegas and we went to the neon museum right and it's on the way downtown and I saw the sign for the mob museum and that it had moved to downtown right And you want to know, because I almost went on this with my friend Shannon, because she'd never been there, and I thought this would be something cool. So I knew it was downtown, but forgot. But I just love Debbie. What what did we call these people? The fact checkers? No, they're just the correspondents. Correspondents, entertainment. Loj correspondents. But Debbie said the downtown one is fabulous. It's not just Vegas mob history. Minnesota's included. It's the old courthouse, so the courtroom where a lot of mobsters would try to still there. You've got another... Reason to go back, not that we ever need a reason to go back to um, Las Vegas, but um, yeah, that Neon Museum is kind of cool, but you want to go to that one like at dusk or at night. Right. Right. You know what? You know. For um, the lights. Right, Lori. That's Mm -hmm. what you said. There's so much to do in Vegas. Holy cow. Oh, you know what I watched finally? What? The finale to Ray Donovan, the movie. Oh, wasn't that great? Oh. It was so satisfying. It was so perfect. I thought so. That, so. Was a, that was a, and I love that he fought to do that and executive produced it, Leave Schreiber. Mm-hmm. Um, because the ending when they got cut did not satisfy. And we had invested so many years in that damn show. That was, if people are looking for a really good show, Ray Donovan on Showtime yes. works. But can you only watch it on Showtime? I don't know hmm. where or if Showtime they ever let me see that. Let me see. Where, yeah. Okay, you were checking that where Showtime shows go to. But you're right. Hang that out again. That was a f- that would like if that was on Netflix or something. I mean, people would go crazy. Yes, you're right about that. But Showtime, for some reason, because I get 
Showtime is part of my cable, and mm-hmm. it's not that expensive. It's when you add the HBO. Yeah. I know. So then I just buy the app to the HBO separate and pay double. Yeah. Oh, is that how you're doing it? Is that what you figure? Probably. Probably. Who the hell knows? Who yeah. the heck knows? Um, you know, um, so um, isn't tonight the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? No, that's tomorrow. Tonight oh. is, we're like down to, this is our maybe third to the last episode. I think there's might be, you know, I think it ends here like in three weeks. This is us. And of course, oh. last Tuesday we had the big Miguel storyline, oh. so you know it's going to be epic uh, tonight. But Beverly Hills comes back tomorrow night. I'm ready. Well, apparently now. Yesterday we were talking about how we've heard nothing. Nothing. Not peep. Yes. Well, today there's a little bit out there about um, what are their names? Uh, Kyle and Sutton. Well, yes, apparently Sutton in our first episode, we're going to see they were just starting filming in Beverly Hills. It's the day after Dorit's house has been broken into and she's had a gun held against her head and her children's lives threatened and everything. And apparently Sutton Stack Stack was quite, while filming, very blasé about it. Right, like and it's going to come off to something. Looking, she's going to come off bad. Yeah, it's going to. It never looks good to not be sympathetic to that. To someone held at gunpoint. Yeah. No. That, and I, and and I think she said that she just told because I, I saw her. It must have been Entertainment Tonight, the same place I watched the Joan Collins, and she said I was just insensitive that day, and I thought yeah. that's putting it lightly. Oh dear. You know. Yeah. She's not like an inexperienced housewife now. This is her third season. Cameras are rolling. Everyone has a day when, you know, you're just... Come on, Julia. The day after somebody's had a home invasion. I don't know how she could not be sensitive to that. I think it's terrible. Yeah, that's exactly it. So they're, you know... They're just, you know, Bravo's got to get out there and make some noise. And But I think, you know, they're going to have a lot of eyeballs on that show. I, th- I think so. And then two weeks later, like, Dubai starts. Holy crap. Oh, gosh. Oh, Julia. And who's on that trip? Well, we're g- the one we know is Caroline Stanhope that we we liked her from Ladies of London. Oh, her? She's right. the only okay. one. Otherwise, it's going to be all new, you know, women that we're meeting of a certain oh, age and living in Dubai. But Caroline, I've been on her... And in order to get off of Jesse Williams and all the very hilarious things that are happening, I had to go look at Caroline's Insta and and Twitter page, and she seems to be very excited about Dubai. Oh, good. Yeah. But yeah, I just have your tissues ready tonight. That's all I know. This is up us winding down. You just know. Well, we've been crying the whole way through. With this show. Well, we have. Nothing new. This is what we do. Yeah. It's a satisfying show to cry with. I would agree with you 100%. Um, Let's see. Who else do we even know about? Well, um, uh, Salma Hayek and Channing Channam have been spotted. Well, they're filming. They're filming in London. And he and Zoe are probably having, like, staying at some amazing brownstone in Notting Hill. Yes. Oh, yes. Love and life. Filming and that last... With a private garden to frolicking. <laughs> <laughs>
think that some some shots will leak on the internet from him sometime soon? No, Probably not. not until closer to the movie comes out. All right. Oh, for crying out loud. Thanks, Thank guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Gran. Job done. Off you go.